I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to episode 129 of the Simply Convivial podcast. Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and I am here to show you how to organize your attitude and focus on what matters in your home. Thanks for joining me. So we talk a lot about needing to declutter. But part of what holds us back from just diving in and making some progress in decluttering is that even though we say that we are doing this project, we don't really understand how to do it. We don't understand what the project really is, what it entails, what we've set out to accomplish. It remains this kind of vague, nebulous project that we can't define. And that means that we can't see progress made. And when we don't know what we're going to do next, we end up not doing anything at all. So in order to declutter our homes, we need to understand the process of decluttering. And it's really very simple. It's a little bit scary, but what you need to remember is to start with an amount of space that you can actually tackle in the amount of time that you have. What I like to do is choose a spot that I can actually declutter in 10 minutes or less. Because even when I think I have half an hour, I often don't. But 10 minutes, I can probably manage that. Or at least if some interruption comes, a 10-minute declutter session is easier to come back to and finish up. Whereas hmm, longer projects, not so much. Because the first step of decluttering is actually removing everything from the space. That's scary. That's a big deal. I know. But it's really the most effective, efficient way to declutter. But that's why it's so important to start with a very small space. So a single drawer or even a section of a drawer, a single shelf in a closet and not the whole closet, one container at a time decluttering, not entire rooms or even entire closets. A small space, empty it out entirely onto a table, some other space, just move it out. Then the next thing that I like to do is to just throw away the garbage that came out in that process. Ideally, it doesn't even make it onto the table or the counter or whatever other space that I'm using to empty things out on. But as I'm pulling it out, it just goes into the trash. And still, if there is some junk on the counter or table or bed or wherever this pile has ended up, I go through and throw away the trash because that's the fastest, easiest, most obvious step to take first. And the more visible progress you can make quickly, the more momentum that you get. You're seeing that success and you're seeing progress right away. And that helps you keep the momentum and the energy moving forward to get the job done. So we don't start with the hardest part, although emptying the entire space might have been hard (laughs) mentally or uh, emotionally, but then we do something easy. We just throw away the garbage. And it's amazing sometimes how much difference that makes right there. 
next, we're looking at all this stuff that's out to see now. Now, none of it's where it belongs because none of it belongs on the bed or the counter or the table or wherever we've put it. And we see things that belong somewhere else. So they have homes, we know what they are, we know where they belong, and it's not here and it's not in that drawer we just emptied. So we go put those things away. This is where distraction is tempting. This is where we might get an idea, see something else that needs to be done, get interrupted by a child or something. So we have to be very careful and try to do this very quickly. Quickly put the things away that belong somewhere else. If you know where they belong, put them away there. Or better yet, bring a kid on board with this project and just give them things like one thing at a time and tell them the specific place. Maybe it won't be put away 100%, but if it's closer to the place where it belongs, you've still made progress. You can still count that as progress. And then you can keep your focus right on this pile here and maybe get the job taken care of faster. So you can delegate the putting things away or you can just go do it quickly. Next, you see this space that you've just emptied out. You wipe it down, do whatever kind of cleaning um, needs to happen there. Like while it's empty, why not? And now you have this fresh, clean, empty space. What actually belongs there? What is this space for? Ideally, you've asked this question before you got started. So you have a goal in mind for this space. So you're looking at the space and you're like, okay, this is the drawer for socks. This is the drawer or the shelf for books. It doesn't have to be complicated or super specific. You just need to know what actually belongs here. Because if something is on that shelf that doesn't belong, it's clutter and we're decluttering. So you don't want to re-clutter. The next step is to take the stuff in your pile and to put back the things that actually belong. It's not that complicated, but it is a decision to make. So it can be tricky. This is also another opportunity for perfectionism to rear its ugly head and tell us that it needs to be just right put in order just so with the perfect labeled container. And that's just not true. You can come back and do that later maybe. Right now we are only decluttering. So just put the things that belong back where they belong without turning it into a giant project. Now what you have left on your surface is the clutter. You have things that now need decisions to be made about them. And these are the things that you were avoiding when you were avoiding decluttering. We, we don't even start because we don't even want to deal with these things. And now you have all of them right there staring at you and it's time to deal with them. It's the actual clutter, the things that do not have homes and you have to make a decision about The thing is, you really have two choices to make. We can make it more complicated than that, but really it's two choices. For each item that's still left in your pile, are you going to keep it? Are you going to get rid of it? There are multiple ways to get rid of it. And then if it's to keep it, it needs a home. Sort the things into two piles, the get rid of pile and the keeping 
The get rid of pile needs to leave your home as soon as possible. So whether that's the trash or a donate box, then it goes immediately to the back of the car. Get those things out of your house or into an appropriate place where they will find their way out of your house, like the library return bag or a donations bag, something, have a, a home for these things that need to leave your home. Then with what's left, what you're going to keep, the thing is they all need homes. All things need to have a place so they can go to their place and not be clutter. If they have no home, then it's going to be clutter no matter where it goes. So for a temporary measure, you can keep a laundry basket or some kind of container as a clutter basket. And these are things that you are procrastinating decisions on and you're waiting to see what the perfect space for them is going to be. And sometimes we just need to let it sit for a while, percolate for a while, and then we realize, no, I really can't get rid of that. Sometimes, you know, we just need that time to process. So make a clutter bin and it's like, okay, well right now this is clutter and clutter belongs here. Eventually you're gonna need to clear that out. So the time is coming. And you will have to deal with it. And really no one else can but you. They're just decisions that you have to make. It's going to have to have a home or it's going to have to go away. There are tough choices, but those really are the only two choices if we are going to declutter, get rid of the clutter. If it doesn't have a home, it is clutter. If we don't have the space for it, we can't keep it. This is just the reality of physics and the real world. So... That's the process of decluttering. It's not glamorous, but it's also not, it's not complicated. And what really prevents us from doing it is the decision avoidance. So maybe making a box just for clutter and calling it that, being honest with yourself about that will help you take the next steps in decluttering. And I would really encourage you to participate in the declutter challenge that we have going on at Simply Convivial. You can find out more about that at simplyconvivial.com slash declutter. We have a challenge sheet with 24 boxes and the goal is within one month to declutter for 10 minutes, 24 times. That adds up to four hours of decluttering and you will see significant progress in that time. And just small, tiny baby steps helps you get skilled, practiced, at decluttering so that it's not a big deal that you end up avoiding. So if you need to declutter, we've got this help for you at simplyconvivial.com slash declutter. 